0: Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Katie. And you're listening to I'm Not Scared, You're Scared, a horror movie podcast. If you're a fan of the show, please like
1: and follow us on iTunes and Spotify and review us. It'll help spread the word. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared, or email us at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared at gmail.com.
0: Joining us this afternoon. Uh, Happy New Year!
1: I mean, it's afternoon for us. We don't know if it's afternoon for them.
0: It's it's, after, it's afternoon for us, and that's what matters the most.
1: I mean, that's that's pretty self centered, <laughs> don't you think?
0: Well, that's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're in we're, we're the service business here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what we don't—I don't get paid anything. So you know what? It's afternoon for everyone, even if it's
1: nighttime. So that's really unfortunate because mm-hmm. I've been getting a paycheck this whole time. I, I had no idea that you weren't, um, they weren't cutting the checks to you as well. Well, that's I'm rude. sorry to hear that.
0: Was the check for like
1: $4? Yeah. Okay. How do you know?
0: I would take that, honestly. <laughs> <sighs> so, thanks for joining us. We're talking about
1: hereditary. That is our plan. But before we talk about the movie, we have to hear what's new with Meredith. Ugh. Come on. Uh. Come on, tell the world. I got COVID. That's not what I was talking about. I got it. It was a bummer. Uh, you did hold out longer than most. Three people. years. Yeah, that's was a long time. Yeah, impressive. I was around
0: COVID all the time, so for at school, and yeah, then I just did.
1: So you, were, you were like Neo, yeah. dodging the bullets. Yeah,
0: until for, I wasn't. Until my sister coughed directly your sister. into my mouth. <laughs> she coughed into my eyeballs, and yep. then I caught COVID. Yeah. So, but the big news is, <gasps> I am. Dun, dun, dun. Engaged to our engineer. He asked me to marry him on Christmas Eve. So romantic. And his whole family was there. Everyone on the planet knew except for me. Before I mean, I,
1: I didn't. Well, I didn't know. Everyone else knew. I did. lost my shit when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Tiffany knew.
0: No way. Janelle knew. Janelle knew?
1: Yeah. I'm mad now. <laughs> wow. Now I'm mad. Um, send my congratulations. I'm going to go punch Victor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> punch him for not telling you. Um, yeah, everyone knew it was like a big surprise. We, it, his whole family, he has like a gigantic family, as you know. And so we were spending, um, the holiday, Christmas holiday at, at Airbnb in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And it was like 30 people converging and stuff. So he, we, we showed up the day before and um, he's like, let's get dressed up. And I was like, can I just wear jeans and a shirt, t shirt? He's, like, he's like, no. He's like, no, it's We need to dress up. So he got and he's there. He's like, are you going to wear your hair
1: like that? No. <laughs> I'm like, what?
0: So we get there and it's a really nice Airbnb. And his sister Sarah was there and she's like, come on. And I was like, let's start unpacking the car. Cause you know, when you go and you have like gifts and stuff and you're right. staying somewhere, you have to like unpack the car. And she was like, no, let me show you the house first.
1: And I was like, sure, Did okay. she say it like that? Like, no. Oh, no. Well, I was, like, me... to get
0: stuff. She's like, okay, let's, uh, I'll show you the house first. Come on. Uh, you don't need to bring that. I was like, okay. Weird. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I was like, since <laughs> when does Sarah, Victor's sister, not want me to haul stuff around? <laughs> so then, um, yeah, they, like, they led me through, like, corridors of this big, huge estate. And his whole family was there like saying like, oh, hi, hi, hi. Were they all holding
1: candles like the proposal on the office and they (laughs) like each individually proposed to you on your way?
0: (laughs) Yeah. They're all being super casual. And so I was like, okay. And then we went out in a gazebo with like flowers and candles and stuff. And then Victor was like, okay, it's happening. And I was like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And he said all these nice things and I had an out, out of body experience. I don't remember what he
1: said. Mm. But do it you, was nice. Do you remember what you said? I said yes. Like just yes?
0: I go, yes! <laughs> <'Cause he was laughs> the most like, enthusiastic thing me, you've ever said. And he said, will you marry me? And I said, mm, sure.
1: Yeah, you're like, all right, I
0: Fine. guess. No, I, go, I said yes. And he said, your main Christmas gift is turn around. And my sister, he flew in in secret from Texas. And she had a cold, quotes,
1: in quotes. Qu- yeah. Which turned out to be good. That coming. was the secondary Christmas gift. <laughs> Primary gift was your sister. The secondary gift was COVID.
0: Yep. So my sister gave me COVID. So that was fun. But oh, the highs the and lows. <laughs> I know. I well,
1: congratulations.
0: Like, you you Thank you. It was not expected at all. Yeah. Because he always jokes, like, I'm not asking you to marry me for, like,
1: years. And I was
0: like, sure, whatever. <laughs> that's fine.
1: He really <laughs> threw you off the scent with that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, fine. Okay so that's what happened
1: but it's very exciting
0: it's exciting and i'm still kind of out of it because of the covid thing i have like covid brain fog yeah. happening but i feel like when you're in a deep deep sleep and you wake up and you have to function in the daytime that's what i feel like all yeah. day yeah yeah it's you I'm haven't ready. fully woken up yet yeah i'm ready to be done with that cuz mm-hmm. it's not fun it's kind of weird but anyway <laughs> life's changing but that way I can get our engineer on the payroll for life.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: The unpaid payroll. For no money. For no money. Anyway, so what's up with you, Katie?
1: Um, well, on the in the vein of like super life-changing events, not mine personally, but um, I became an aunt once over again. Um it was uh very exciting because I have um on my side between my two brothers I have seven well, I have six nieces and a nephew. Mm-hmm. Um but there I have no I had no nieces or nephews on my husband's side mm-hmm. and his sister was expecting her first uh she was due in February. Oh my. And she had her baby on Christmas. Holy crap. Yeah, so seven weeks early I think, but she was all she was still over 5 pounds, which oh. is like big for that early it's like if she'd gone to term she would have been a 45 pound baby <laughs> you know <laughs> just a turkey showing yeah. up. A big old turkey. Right. she was just giblets and all um <laughs> but um yeah so she um she was born on Christmas um but because of her size and she was just she she was pretty healthy for being that early so she went home I think she was only in the NICU for like a week Oh, that's good luck. Yeah, they, good. they told um, my sister-in-law, I think that, like, the standard is basically they stay in the NICU until what would have been their due date. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, she's already home. The baby was good. Yeah, oh. she's like, let's rock and roll, man. I just wanted, I wanted Christmas. Like I'm done with this crap. Yeah. I'm finished. And it's perfect because uh, they named her Charlotte. Really? Like your daughter. It is a nice um, name. But, yeah. uh, perfect for today's episode, um, they are calling her Charlie. Mm like, uh, one of the characters that we will be yeah. discussing shortly. So, yeah. um, yeah. So that oh, was, that's um, exciting. it was, it was very exciting. It was a, you know, a little like scary and worrying, especially because yeah, she's sure. in Chicago. So like, you know, my mother-in-law, her mom, like couldn't, couldn't be there. We couldn't, um, yeah. you know, she, she kept us very updated, um, and everything, you know, all the reports and everything were always good, but it was still, you know, it's a little worrying. Um, so true. it's, it's great that, uh, everything worked out as well as it did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Plus at the time, wasn't there like storms and stuff happening and,
1: um, yeah, but I, nothing out of the ordinary for Chicago. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just the, that's just winter there. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. And so if that okay. is my parallel to your proposal story, then my parallel to your your COVID story is: I tried to cut off the tip of my thumb chopping carrots over Christmas break, um, and so that's been an ongoing process. Because I didn't go get stitches. I <laughs> always like, I'm done with this for 2022. <laughs> I don't need this thumb. This thumb has always been too long. I'm gonna take <laughs> off the the quarter inch at the take end. Take matters into my own hand. Yeah, um, yeah, and we like kind of have this joke where you know I'll do stuff to myself, and and Tom will be like do you think you need stitches? And like, like we were talking about before we started recording, I'm just very medical attention is not something that I like investing time and energy in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always go like, nah. And then later on we're like, yeah, you should have gotten stitches. So This is definitely um, another time that I should have gotten stitches. At least a nice bit of glue. Yeah. Well, we tried the, you know, the Steri-Strips um, and they just, I don't know if the ones we have are cheap or shitty or whatever, but they weren't really holding and staying on. Um, and it's looking like, like, had I gotten stitches, it uh, would have probably just healed. Um, <laughs> what's happening now is the the portion on the top that was severed but not detached is slowly dying. <laughs> oh, my god! And so I'm like, <laughs> it's like a little horror movie on the tip of my thumb. I know. Oh, <laughs> um, um, oh and, uh, yeah, Tom was giving me a hard time cause I kept on wanting to show it to him <laughs> and he's like, I don't, I don't want to see it. I'm like, no, but it looks different today. I was like, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. It's sickness. <laughs> it's
0: sickness. And like putting yeah, the He's like, I, I offered
1: to take you to a doctor. I am not looking at it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that turns it's out. It's rotten.
0: Is that how we started this new zombie plague? Maybe. fucked up thumb. (laughs) Maybe.
1: You never know. Maybe this is going to be the horror movie I write.
0: Ew, no. It's going to start with the
1: thumb, the severing of the tip of one's thumb.
0: That sounds rough. Well, I'm sorry, but also... So we both had highs and lows.
1: (laughs) You want to see my thumb? (laughs) Sure. I don't care. Well, you're too far away. I'll show it to you later. You
0: have to show me later. Yeah. Yeah. Engaged COVID.
1: (laughs) High, low, baby. Thumb, Thumb chop. <laughs> Baby born, thumb gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess we just have to get used to like not, you can't be happy for too long.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, this is, that was a really long time for us to go without seeing each other, not mm-hmm. just without recording, but without seeing each other. And so um, it makes sense that there were both um, joys and sorrows. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> when we're talking about it, you know, a decent chunk of time, several weeks.
0: It was. It was a long time. Yeah. Like, I'll see you next year. Oh, bye.
1: I mean, I cried. You didn't give a shit.
0: I'm like, I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> You're like, get out. <laughs> don't, don't let the door hit you. Bye. Uh Gosh. Well, congratulations to your sister-in-law. Exciting. Oh, thank you. Happy the baby's good. Sorry about the loss of your thumb. RIP. <laughs>
1: RIP thumb. At thumb. least it's my left. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> it's fine. Secondary. <laughs> it's a big deal. So this week... The main um, event. The main events. I'm talking about hereditary, or doing the recap. It was a suggestion from our Texas listener... Senor Carlos. Um, yeah, yeah. So I love this movie so much. I'm very excited do. to talk about it. So, yeah. um, I rewatched it last night and typed it up. And I have to admit to everyone, I still have COVID brain fog. So um, hopefully if, if you think that, that If you think we're
1: going to give you a pass <laughs> for any faults in your performance today, you are sorely mistaken. <clears throat> That's fine. I'm going to hold you to your standard.
0: I'll say stuff and not remember saying it later. Oh, okay. As I stare into the distance. I know, you did. (laughs) I
1: felt like I lost you there for a moment.
0: (laughs) She's going into the light. And I'm like, what's happening? What? Oh. Uh, Gosh. Okay. So this came out, Hereditary came out in 2018. And the opening is, it's just a black screen with um, white writing. It's an obituary for Ellen Taperly that said she passed away after Prolonged illness at her daughter Annie's house, um, and there's a lot more stuff saying who she's survived by and yeah, who she, the family, you know, like her family and stuff. Um, and then the first, um, the camera like opens up or the, the the scene opens up and there's a really beautiful tree house and you see kind of like a secluded home. And uh, there's the camera pans around from the view of looking outside to see the treehouse to looking around um, a beautiful art studio with all these like miniature houses and um, that are very, very detailed. And the camera zooms in on one room and it goes from being um, a miniature of the room to the actual room and you see the characters kind of start interacting. So. It's there. We see a teenager being awakened by his father and given a black suit to wear. The dad, who is Steve, asked the son, and his name is Peter, um, if he'd seen his little sister Charlie. And he asked, "Did she sleep in the treehouse last night?" And uh, Peter said, "Oh, I don't. I don't know." And and Peter's
1: a teenage boy. He's like, "I don't know he's what like, my sister is doing."
0: What do I know about this? So. Steve goes mm-hmm. to retrieve Charlie from the treehouse as the mom, Annie, who's Tony Collette, is waiting in the car in her black clothing, uh, her funeral uh, garb. Um, they're on their way to the funeral. Of he, her mother. Of her own mother, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's for Ellen, the, the obituary we saw in the opening title. So. Uh, Steve goes to retrieve Charlie. He's like, "It's freezing. It was freezing outside." And Charlie gets up suddenly, re- is startled awake, and she's like, "It's okay. That's okay. That it was it was freezing." And it's, she's just kind of odd.
1: Yeah, she's a, very she's beginning. a little like she's she's kind of quiet and squirrely, and um, she's definitely an odd duck.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. The family, they are on their way to Annie's mother's funeral, and Annie is presenting a eulogy for her mother, and she comments She's happy to see so many people there, and and she also says strange new faces, so we know that... she doesn't really know who these people are who, yeah um, it's kind of a packed house she also comments that her mother was a complicated person with strange witch rules who is secretive had private friends and anxieties etc
1: it was definitely one of those um, eulogies where it's like oh like this this maybe somebody else should have spoken because this person clearly uh, didn't have a, a great relationship with the deceased and so yeah. you're like trying to say nice things but qualifying everything and it, so it all ends up sounding not that nice
0: yeah it I don't know. It it made me think of when I went to my grandmother's funeral and different people were like, you know, she was a complicated woman. We all know this. (laughs) And you're like, you're
1: like, okay." I feel like. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't really remember so much what I said at my dad's funeral, but at my mom's funeral, I remember trying to, like, figure out something to say that was just good.
0: Yeah, you it's know. Hard that, when you have to do the deep dive and really, really, you're like, ooh. So, what not to say first?
1: Okay, yeah. XL. <laughs> <Scratch that laughs> Something out. purely positive, not uh, depressing. She was a mother. She she was my mother. <laughs> she <laughs> also my mother. mothered others.
0: <laughs> she was <laughs> another mother and mother of others. Um. <laughs> okay, so it was yeah, not like you just mentioned, not great. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you get the. Distinct impression And Annie spelled it out for you That their comp- Their relationship Is extremely complicated yeah. And um Not great So Charlie is in the front row Drawing a picture Of her mother crying And like Doing this tongue click Yeah Um Yeah It's I, I have a feeling It's just sort of like A nervous tick That she yeah. does Yeah um, then later, you see Charlie looking at her grandmother's um, casket, and she's eating a chocolate bar. And her uh, Steve goes to ask Charlie, like, "Are there nuts in those in
1: that bar?" And she said, "No." And um, so it's established early on she has an allergy Yeah, because so, then Annie sees her eating, and she and then she yeah, she's like, "Are those nuts in that?" Because we didn't bring the EpiPen. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> so and we're like, "Wow, this is really a blatant." Thing that we viewer is needs to realize that uh Charlie's allergic to nuts, so this might be a thing later. So,
1: foreshadowing, <laughs>
0: foreshadowing. The family returns home and Annie comments. Um, she sells, says, says she feels weird. She asks Steve, Should, should I feel sad? <laughs> should I feel more sad? Yeah, should I feel more sad? Steve just is like, You'll feel how you feel, yeah, because he's it's a okay. therapist, right? Yes, yeah, he's a therapist. Um, so he's just you know, tr- being supportive husband. Uh, later seeing Annie working on her art, Steve asks when the deadline is, and she mentions it's six and a half months for her show. Uh, Steve then checks with Peter. He says, are you sad? And he says, he goes, eh. he goes, yeah. eh. So, like, not that much. I have a feeling like this whole family is just, they're very kind of disconnected a little bit. And, um, well, at the
1: same time, like, you know, most teenage boys, when their grandma dies, like, you know, they'll be sad, but it's not like that has shattered their world. Right. I Especially
0: that, if the grandma wasn't super duper close right. with the family.
1: Yeah. Too, so, like, obviously, this is more complex than that. But I'm like, no, I think any, any, like, 17 year old boy would probably answer the question that way. I'm like, eh. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so Annie looks up, um
0: oh hold on, I I have to backtrack a bit. Um so then Annie later goes to check in with Charlie. Um and Charlie looks she seems distraught, she's in her bed, she's really upset. And and she's like, Who's gonna take care Mm -hmm. of me now? And Annie is like, Well I'm gonna take care of you I'm your mom. What are you talking about? And Annie also comments, she goes, you know, you know you were her
1: favorite. So mm-hmm. the,
0: the, the grandma and Charlie had a very like deep connection.
1: Oh yeah, I love when um, Annie, Annie's like, um, she wouldn't even let me feed you. She right. had to feed you. She had to
0: feed you, which yeah. Which comes back later. Right, so <laughs> Annie's also very sympathetic to Charlie, feeling very, like you know, grief, all, all that grief. And, and then she, she looks up to see the word, it says Satoni, written on the uh, paper the wallpaper. The wallpaper, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of strange, but anyway. So then Annie says goodnight. She goes into the office where she starts going through a box filled with her mother's things. Uh, there's a note inside that says, and I wrote this down because I was like, what the fuck is
1: this?
0: <laughs> It said, my darling, dear, beautiful Annie, forgive me for all the things I could not tell you. Please don't hate me and try not to despair your losses. You will see in the end they are worth it. Our sacrifice will pale next
1: to the rewards love mommy no thank you not she, interested in
0: finding it, that note it, after it, my it, mom dies and she's like huh weird she just has like a like a what the heck and then yeah. closes the book up and puts her mom's the box of things close she's like yeah up. no not going through anything else mm-hmm. in here yeah and then on her way out of the room she pauses for a moment and she thinks that she sees her mom um, that she turns the light on and it's not her and so she kind of like scares herself we also then she run walk, like she's like Ugh, like turns back on the light and she moves one of her little miniature uh, dioramas dioramas yeah. and like turns it around so she doesn't have to look at it mm-hmm. but we as viewers see what has is happening it's it's Annie with her baby in the bed and her mother is taking her breast out to breastfeed the baby yeah which is freaking insane. No, realize,
1: like when she said earlier, like, oh, she, you know, you assume like, oh, she wanted to give you your bottle. She wouldn't let me give. You. It's like, no, she wanted to nurse you. Nurse you. That's insane.
0: Yeah, that's okay. kind of gross. Anyway. And we're like, what the heck? That's just, you know, like, very unsettling. Oh, <laughs> now, now
1: the eulogy is starting to make more sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Very unsettling. So then the following day we see Charlie, she's withdrawn. She's playing with a toy instead of taking her quiz. A bird flies into the window. And, Charlie, and she's at school. Yeah, she's at school. And Charlie casually gl- glances at her teacher's desk where there's some large scissors. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Peter is in his own classroom and he's making plans to go smoke out with a friend. Um, Charlie finds the bird and takes those big ass scissors to cut the head off. And she puts the head in her pocket for later. And she's eating <laughs> a chocolate later. for later. <laughs> she's eating a chocolate bar. And then she looks out across the street and notices a woman, an older woman, just sort of like waving at her a little bit yeah. or like watching her. So it's a little bit strange. Um, meanwhile, at home, um, Annie is working and noticed, notices that someone was in her mom's room. And she's she's like, Steve, was anyone in mom's room? Like, mm-hmm. You know, and he goes, no. And um, then he locks it for her. And she's like, thank you for locking. I know it's irrational, but, you know, it just makes me feel better. And yeah. he, he's like, no problem. So, then he gets a call, um, and it's the cemetery, and they say, they tell him that his mother-in-law's grave was desecrated. But Steve does not tell Annie. No. He's like, oh, it's just about the billing. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's just, you know, something. Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What's that over there? (laughs) It's fine. So, then Annie's like, sure, okay, I'm going to go to the movies. But it's really grief recovery group. Right. So Annie goes, and they, they're kind of like, do you want to share? And she's like, no, at first. But then she does. And
1: then she just Ew. vomits the entire story. Like, and no, then, I don't want to share. Oh, wait, hold on. In, like, the span of, like, three minutes. Yeah. We she, know her life story. And you're her like, whole, like, and her brother and her, like, brother oh and her my dad. Gosh. like So, yeah, like, all of
0: the, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. So she says uh, she was forced to come to these groups several years ago. She's like, this isn't really my thing. She mentioned that um, her mother just died, but she was not all there, um, and that they are estranged from each other. And she also says her mother had DID, which is just dis- disassociative identity, identity disorder. Identity disorder. Um, so she just says that they were not very close. They're yeah. estranged. and previously to her, you know taking care of like taking that responsibility on and taking care of her mother. Mm-hmm. She says like her, mom, my mom had a very hard life. That um, her dad starved himself to death due to ex- extreme psychotic depression, and that her brother took his own life at the age of sixteen, and in the um, note that he left for his mother, um, blamed um, her mom, saying that he, uh, her mom, was trying to put people inside of him. Yeah, and, and so she said he, that he
1: was schizophrenic,
0: and he was schizophrenic, and um, it was just really, you know, bad. So she sort of is like. I understand my mom had a hard life, too, yeah. but um, she also laments the fact that the relationship between her and her mother was it, it was really bad. They like had no contact. And Steve kind of made that happen too, being like, this is really bad for you to be around your mom, especially when she had her first child, Peter. But then later, she kind of relented and let her mom come around when she had Charlie. Yeah, she said, I gave her my second. Yeah, I gave her my Are the second. words that
1: she used so you're like, ooh, ooh, ooh Yeah,
0: so then she also mentions her mother got her hooks into her daughter, yeah. Charlie. Um, so fairly quickly, fairly quickly, we see what she was talking about in the eulogy. Yeah, and that it's, she was
1: trying to make it sound nice. and Yeah, this is, yeah and then in this group,
0: you're like, oh, shit. That's, yeah. that's so messed up. So, um, so yeah, we get the quick and short of it. You understand why the family's not very, like, upset that her mom the, died. Yeah. They're like, we're going to
1: miss Grandma so much. And they're like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Christmas won't be the same. I know.
0: So... Anyway, meanwhile, Peter's smoking out and we see him at the window and another, it's in the late evening and we see another figure outside, breathing outside. It's like breathing like the air, like you could see their breath. Yeah. But you don't see who it is. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, that's kind of strange. And then it quickly cuts to the following day and Charlie is working at her art table, clicking her tongue and just, um, there's a strange light that shoots across the room and back. Charlie responds by looking out the window and then going outside with the head of the bird that she had saved for later.
1: Yeah, her new (laughs) friend.
0: Um, and she's kind of in a daze. And she's walking and feels like she's, you know, sees her, uh, grandma in the, in the, in the field with, like, a fire and stuff. Um, so then later, Annie's working on her, her little creepy dioramas stuff. (laughs) And Peter is, like, um... We see a text from his friend the, as the viewer. We see a text saying, Hey, there's a huge party coming. It's the day before previously. And it said, There's a huge party tomorrow. Um, bring your dick. <laughs> 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 so now he's asking to go to the party. And we know what kind of party it is, but he's like asking to borrow the car. And he says it's, um, you know, a school barbecue thing. <laughs>
1: And she's like, "Oh, so you're not eating with us?" He's like, "Oh no no, I'm eating with you." He's like, "No, I won't eat with you." It's not that kind of. It's not a barbecue barbecue. Yeah yeah yeah. It's a smoking
0: out. I mean, uh, smoking out uh, and bringing uh, your dick barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So Annie was like, "Okay, we'll take your sister to the party," thinking it's a school this wholesome school
1: barbecue you're going to. Right. It's
0: a a school party.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I guess we're they're at the same school. They but she seems so much younger, and later we find out she's she's 13. So she's like a freshman, and he's a senior. Yeah. And so and the mom is like, "Take your sister. We'll take your sister." Who would say that? I would if it was, like, if I think
0: it's a school function, like, if they're going to a football game or it's a school party. I don't
1: know. Even then, I don't know if I would ask my senior son to take his freshman little sister to something. I don't know.
0: In any case, you, she says <laughs> take your sister in as a viewer. We're like, but this is the bring your dick party. And that's not what weed. they meant by
1: bring your dick. <laughs> no, this is
0: not. This is not a school barbecue, like a little thing that's, um, this is pretty
1: nefarious. And Charlie doesn't want to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he, she says, bring your sister to the party. And Peter is like, okay, fine. And then um, Peter is looking for Charlie, you know, and and he's like, he goes to her room, and then. Um, at that point, Annie goes to retrieve Charlie after she's been walking through the field barefoot,
1: being fr- fucking weird. and <laughs> Trying she, to find her flaming grandma. <laughs> yeah, with a bird in her hand. Dead bird. A <laughs> bird in your hand. Bird hand. is she, the flaming... She's like, do you got to go to a barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, that grandma's barbecuing right over there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, you can bring
0: your bird. Um, so Annie goes to retrieve Charlie and she's like, you know, go with your brother to p- the party. And Charlie's like, I don't want to go. But eventually, she agrees to go, and Peter agrees to take her. And he was like, "There will be drinking, okay?" Um, so then they go, and lies, oh, gosh. So Charlie's in the back of the car with a kind of like a dazed look, clicking her tongue like a weirdo. <laughs> That's what I have <laughs> in my have in my notes. The party is in full swing when they arrive. People are drinking, and there's a woman or a girl furiously chopping nuts, which is like more nuts than anyone could ever need. Yeah, it's
1: an extreme amount of nuts. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Um, so Peter is looking at a girl that he noticed earlier in the movie, and he flirts with her. He asks her if she wants to go smoke. Um, he says he's got, you know, got good weed. He's trying to be really cool, whatever. And so she's he's like, like okay. He's doing okay. Yeah. Well, he's like, want to go smoke weed? And, and she's like, I have a bullet. He goes, oh. Right, I don't know what he is like cool or
1: sick, sick. <laughs> and you're
0: like, oh I my mean, gosh. she clearly
1: likes him back. Like you know, she's she's picking up what he's laying down. Yep, because so he's then, laying down some good weed.
0: <laughs> so she's like, let's go upstairs with uh you know a bunch the, of other people and yeah. some other people, and they're going to go smoke out. So party, uh, the party is in full swing. Like I said, everyone's eating. Chocolate cake and drinking, and he P- Peter's like, you know, stay down here and keep yourself busy. she's like, well, I want to go with you because she she's like, you're the only person staying down here. I don't right? not And I'm a freshman myself. at this senior party. I know. Like, and don't be We keep being weird. And he's like, go get some chocolate cake. You know, they're giving it to everyone. And she's like, it's not. You know, I'm I'm not allowed to have it. And he's like, they're giving one some for everyone. Just, Just go stand over there and they'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, they'll give you a slice. I said, with which is chock full of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> So, Charlie starts to partake in the cake and she's enjoying it and, and until she starts to look a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, and as the viewer, we all know why. So, Peter's with his pals and the girl, and they're filling in the bong, and Charlie's, you know, then seeing getting some water at the sink, and she's thinking that might help if she drinks some water, but she's struggling to breathe. Uh, she finally goes to get Peter and tells her, him, you know, it's hard to breathe. Her face is all, like, red and rashy. And mm-hmm. she's clearly have, like, an extreme yeah, allergic My throat's reaction. getting bigger. Yeah, she goes, my throat's getting bigger. So he rushes her to the car and he drives away. And he speeds down the highway with Charlie in the back seat. She's kicking her feet. She's struggling to breathe. Uh, she's sprawled out in the backseat. Yeah, seat. Like clawing at her yeah. throat. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really dire. And... Um, yeah Peter's trying to drive to the hospital as quickly as he can. She rolls down the window to stick her head out of the window as she's struggling to breathe just to get some like fresh air mm-hmm. or um I think in some way she felt like it would help. yeah, um, and then there is a dead deer carcass in the road, so Peter has to like kind of swerve out of the way to avoid it, and their car gets very close to a telephone pole, and Charlie has her head out of the window. And she's decapitated. Oh. And it's
1: the most insane, harrowing scene. It's so shocking. The it's so not what you expected to happen in that moment.
0: Yeah, the fat it was like it was like crazy. You're like, oh my gosh, get in the house. You're like he's like driving, 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 and suddenly silence.
1: Yeah. And it's like you don't you don't see it, see it, but you don't not see it. It's not like, you know, this is some you know, Friday the Thirteenth movie where you watch her head removed from. But there's, it's a perfect balance of like, really you you understand what just happened, and you get the slightest glimpse of like the little bit of a blood, a little bit of an impact or whatever. But it's not. You don't see the whole thing.
0: Yeah. It's it's insane. And and Peter's sitting there, he's like like breathing in the like car. He doesn't like even stopped. look back. Like he, he yeah, he refuses to turn around. His eyes are his face is all sweaty, his eyes yeah. are just like glazed and tears are like coming out. In shock immediately. Mm-hmm. And then he's like in shock as he realized what happened to, to Charlie. Mm-hmm. And he has tears in his eyes and he then just proceeds to drive home. Yeah. And
1: where he just goes to his room and gets yep. in bed and sits there waiting. Yeah. He just parks the car in the driveway mm-hmm. with the rest of Charlie in it and mm-hmm. goes. To, and it's like, it makes perfect sense. Like, he's he's in shock. Yeah. Like, he's in, like absolutely insane. cannot do he can't anything. can't deal at all. Yeah. So
0: he's just waiting for he's his He's, like, mom. shut down. He's, like, waiting for his parents to see what happened, Yeah, basically. Yeah. So the following morning, Peter's sitting in bed and he hears his mother. Um, she's... Like, I'm going to go out to the store. Do you need anything? And mm-hmm. she walks outside. And you hear her just absolutely break down. and Just like,
1: scream. Yeah, as,
0: as she sees Charlie. Yeah, like, and you're not seat. seeing
1: any of that. You're just looking at Peter sitting in his room, listening to this happening. Yeah,
0: listening to his mother. So the viewer sees, at this point, suddenly, Charlie's decapitated head on the side of the road with ants all over it. Covered in ants, Grotesque. Yeah. And so jarring and shocking. Um, yeah. Like I remember seeing this in the movie theater and being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: So it's like what they held back in the moment when she actually died, then they paid that line out yeah. later, like just a few it minutes later. It made me think
0: of um, in the ring where you see the very, the flash of his fret, uh, his uh, babysitter or the Oh yeah, in the, the, the closet. Girl. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just, like, suddenly shocking, but it's burned into my brain forever. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's
1: placed at a point in the movie that is otherwise... It's not... It doesn't take place during the scary, suspenseful moment. Right. It's interjected later it's, on. Yeah. It so later. it's way more impactful. Right.
0: So that... It totally had a moment like that where it felt like that to me, where it's, like, you're like, oh, I guess I don't have to see... Oh, no! I'm going to see <laughs> right, right now. Jesus Christ! Right Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's absolutely awful. And you see... Charlie's head and ants are calling all over it's horrible. Annie is in deep grief. She's on the floor um, as Steve holds on hold holds her and stuff. She's yeah. like I just want to die. Yeah. As she just is in anguish. Um then Peter like, is just like standing there in the hallway
1: listening to his parents. Yeah. Um, like he and he's still mm, in shock, like he's too. acting yeah, like he's in shock. He's
0: like he, he's not showing any emotion. He's just sort of frozen. Yeah. Um, and then you see the funeral where also Annie's all, you know, screaming and in huge, you know, insane grief mm-hmm. at, when they're like lowering the casket and all this stuff. Um, and, and Annie is in, in, after the funeral inconsolable in the bed. Peter crawls into bed after the funeral as well. And he sees a light in Charlie's treehouse turn on. Um, and then Steve looks through. Later is looking through Charlie's sketchbook, where we see a sketch of a bird that she decapitated earlier in the movie. And Annie is just sleeping in the treehouse to feel closer to Charlie. Is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, life goes on. Peter goes back to school and he has glazed eyes. Uh, he just seems really messed up. He smokes weed to deal with the grief and escape the feelings of responsibility for his sister's death. It's not like explicitly said, but that's the feeling I got. Like Mm. as he was like smoking out with his friends I think just trying to feel numb maybe or
1: Yeah, well I mean it's like he was obviously already a smoker. Um, and then, like, yeah, the scene that they show him smoking after Charlie dies is definitely like, oh, this isn't this isn't doing what I need it to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: So he tells his friends his fr- he has like a weird reaction, and he says he's like having a weird, you know, like had a had a hard time breathing, and um, his friends have to like hold his hand, and he's kind of like freaking out. Yeah. Uh, later, Peter returns home, and um, you can see Annie sitting in the car and not saying anything to her son. And he just seems like he's just going through the motions of life, basically. Um, So Annie returns to the grief group, and she's in the parking lot in her car, but she decides not to go inside. And she's about to drive away when um, a woman, her name is Joan, flags her down. She says, you know, asks Annie if she's coming inside. And and she's like, I remember you from a few months ago when she came to talk about her mom. And she furls all that insanity about her mom. Uh, and she's like Annie's like no I I think I forgot something I want to leave I, I have to go she mm-hmm. seems like she doesn't want to like take part in this anymore or thought the better of like trying to do this um, so then Joan tells her very quickly you know like my son died and Annie's like I'm really sorry she said and then she's like my son and my grandson son died ab- about four months ago um, it helps you know a little bit to come and talk and be around people and uh, and if you ever need anything here's my phone number so they had that connection, like, you're dealing with this immense grief, and I have this grief, too. So it's kind of like, maybe we can help each other. Mm-hmm. So then later that night, Annie goes to sleep in the treehouse. Peter is awake looking at the treehouse. Um, and then he feels or senses something, But he and he looks around his room, but nothing's there. So something weird's happening. We don't know what, as a viewer. Peter feels like there's some sort of weirdness, but he can't pinpoint what it is either. So then the following day, Annie's working. Um, There's a post that's there up reminding her to keep working. And um, to also ask for an extension
1: for from her gallery. I would certainly hope so. As an artist who her mother and her daughter have both died in the course of a, a couple months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give her an extension. Right. No kidding. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> you're like this is like the least
1: of your problems you know yeah, they like- phone her up and they're like hey um so how was the funeral going? and when are you getting your work in i know i really like, fuck you oh. <laughs>
0: okay so then she um dumps some paint she seems just really tired she dumps some paint she tries to mop it up um and gets a little paint on um uh, joan's phone number so at that point, she she picks up the phone number, and she um, the next scene, you see her going to Joan's house to talk. And um, she notices, um, when she goes to Joan's house, a really cute little cross-stitch welcome mat that says, Joni,
1: uh,
0: as she goes into her apartment. Annie comments that her mother used to embroider like that before, too. And Joni's like, oh,
1: really? Ha-ha.
0: I know. She's like, weird coincidence. What? <laughs> um So, Annie comments... Um, Oh, I already said that. So Annie also cries over tea and tells Joan about the loss of her daughter. Joan sits, listens. She asks Annie about the relationship with her son, Peter. Um, Annie then proceeds to tell Joan how she used to sleepwalk and how when Peter was younger, um, she had covered Peter with paint thinner and she woke up herself up lighting a match yeah um, at, you know and, and since then Peter you know he woke up and screamed and since then Peter had always held the incident against her like held a grudge like you almost killed me yeah
1: right which <laughs> you know what? I mean to fair, be fair enough I, yeah. I feel
0: the same way um, people get mad
1: at their parents for way less than that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so I think that like her mother is fucking weird, some weird situation. Charlie's was very strange, and then it's it's insane that Annie was walking around sleepwalking, covering her child in paint thinner. Yeah, and then with like w- woke herself up, lighting a match. What the fuck? it's like, it was like is, um- insane.
1: The but, scene in Step Brothers where like they both like Will Ferrell and John C Riley are both sleepwalkers and they're like yeah. in the kitchen like putting the shit out of the fridge and everything. Sorry, yeah, sorry, that's my favorite sleepwalk. Although movie. that's more lighthearted than the paint thinner situation. A little bit. Because <laughs> well, I, I was imagining like it's it's weird like if that's something that people who actually sleepwalk truly do like. Execute a task, basically. Yeah, you know, as opposed yeah. to just wandering around. Um yeah. and so like I me. was trying. Well, yeah, I was I was trying to imagine, mm-hmm. like, oh, that doesn't happen. But then I, then I thought of Step Brothers, which you know obviously is based in real life, in fact, mm-hmm. and and can be used to support the <laughs> argument that people who are sleepwalking of actually do stuff, but yeah. usually not try to murder their child. Yeah, I get up and walk around
0: and talk sometimes. Do you really? Oh yeah, still. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: You should ask my I don't my like finance. that. I don't like that. I don't
0: <laughs> like it either, but what are you going to do about it? So he's apparently, like, ready to commit a lifelong commitment to my weirdness. <laughs> like me, Jeez. like, walking around talking in my sleep. So, I mean never to stay here. Yeah, I'm like, I get up and he's like, babe, what are you doing? I'm like, what? Oh, I'm just going to sleep. <laughs>
1: he's like, like, well, you're standing up. <laughs> I know. Like,
0: I've gotten out of bed with a purpose. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, like, I'm going something. to work. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then the next day, I'm like, I'm so tired. I can't imagine why. I am just, like, walking around when I was supposed to sleep. Anyway. So then um, later that night, Steve just, honestly, after that conversation, let me go back with Joe. And I'm like, no wonder Peter wants nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. They're... And Annie's all like, what's his problem? Is like how I felt she was talking yeah. about it
1: yeah well and that's you know when you know that she comes from a family so saturated in in mental health issues and then you look at her then she ends up with a therapist which is interesting in and of itself yeah um I believe th-
0: who was her therapist
1: Oh, do they when ever went, say
0: that? When I did, no. But, like, I think I read about the the movie mm-hmm. um, and I, the writer who wrote the movie. And yeah, he did I write
1: backstories yeah. for all of mm-hmm. them, yeah.
0: So I think that was part of it. Like, Steve was
1: her therapist. That sounds and, great. That um, sounds super healthy and not at all, like, <laughs> transference. <laughs> right.
0: Um, anyway, so that's their, like, very um, complicated history with her son, so then later that night, Steve discovers Annie making a small recreation of the car accident that killed Charlie. and then
1: uh, Complete with severed head on the ground.
0: Yes. And what she, the fuck? And um, Steve's like, you better not let Peter see this. What the fuck? And she's like, what? It's just a rendition of the accident. She's
1: like, it doesn't have any... It's not about him.
0: Right. And he's like, what the fuck? And, then, and Steve is, clear, is very upset. And he's like, fine, come to dinner. I don't give a shit Wait, what the fuck you're doing, basically.
1: Like, he's just like... Yeah, well, because I mean, okay. and he that's it's kind of remarkable. Like Steve is such a he's like an understated character in this because it's everybody else that this stuff is happening with. Everybody else are like the dynamic characters. And mm-hmm. if you just focus on Steve, you're like, man, this poor guy, <laughs> you know, because yeah. he's his first response is to be like, oh, my God, don't let our son see this. It would be so upsetting for him. Um, but it's like, well, also, that's your daughter's death. Like this should be upsetting for you as well, yeah. You know, but his his immediate like he I don't know if it's like a caregiving temperament or his you know protective personality his, as a therapist or whatever of his son. Yeah, but it's like yeah. he he's clearly just like the even even keel individual in this crazy situation.
0: Yeah, it's yeah I felt so bad for him too, and um and he has his own grief he has to deal with, but it's like on the back burner because he's mm-hmm. dealing with these yahoos. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so... Um, so, you know, she goes to the table to eat dinner. Things are very awkward. Peter asks Annie if she's okay and if something's on her mind. And he tells Annie that it just seems like she has something to say to him. And Peter is, you know, finally he like loses it. And he, and Annie tells him, um, that she doesn't want to say anything until she does. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just like at the grief She's like, yeah. I'm not going to talk. Oh, wait, I've changed my mind. I know, exactly.
0: <laughs> so she tells him that he did not accept any responsibility for his actions. And then his sister is dead. And it did not bring them together. This loss or this grief didn't bring their family more together. It's just like more not taking responsibility. And, you know, everyone's in their, you know, own head and... and and she's like, instead of this bringing us together as a family so we can get through this, it's like everyone's just being really
1: shitty to each other. And, and she's pretty upset about it. Yeah. Um, shitty like making dioramas of the death scene? I guess.
0: <laughs> you know what? But Peter didn't see it. So that's fine. I guess it's fine. Um, so she tells him, you know, like, you know, like, you know, Charlie's dead. There's nothing they can do. He can do about it. Your sister's
1: gone because of you. Basically. Yeah. And she and says, I know you feel terrible and I wish that I could take that away from you, but yeah.
0: but you're it's a piece your of fault. Shit, but
1: you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck you.
0: And then after Annie's rant, Peter asks, you know, like, but what about you, mom? She didn't want to go to the party, so why was she even there?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then there's t- a huge, tense exchange, and then Steve was finally like, enough. Right, and then she's like, "Fine."
1: Like <laughs> Stephen's like, "I can't take this anymore." He's like, "I'm just trying to eat my chicken. <laughs> I worked I really hard that. on this meal, and you guys are just screaming over I it." I know. So
0: then, um, Steve's like, "This," re- and then this is an end to it. Annie storms off. The next day, Annie's at the art store um, because she's trying to reach her deadline, or at least distract herself with work.
1: She's like, "I've just spilled um, so much paint. I've spilled paint everywhere. Paint.
0: <laughs> making that diorama of the death scene, <laughs> you know." So she runs to Joan, who's loading stuff into her car, and Joan is like exuberant and like super happy. She doesn't seem, she seemed like pretty like down and in grief before, but Mm -hmm. she's like, oh my gosh, jubilant. Yeah, she's like, I'm just so happy like to see you. I have to tell you something. Um, She had an amazing experience with the medium and spirits, and that it was just fantastic. And she connected with her son and her grandson and, and she had a presence her son grandson's presence and she heard him and she, and Annie's just like Super
1: like, skeptical. She can't yeah. even like
0: control her face. She just starts laughing. Yeah, she doesn't try to she's, hide she's like, it at all. Are you kidding me? Without saying it. She just that's what her face says. Yeah. Um, and then Joan is like, you know, I know you're skeptical, like I yeah. know I had the same feeling. It's okay, it's okay. You know, just please just come over. Like what are you doing now? Come over, I'll I'll show you. I know you're skeptical. Let me just show you firsthand. So Annie shows up, and together they perform the ritual, and Annie is super freaked out. Yeah. And she gets up to leave, and Joan gives Annie a candle and a printout of these words, the incantation, um, that she must use to perform the ritual. And she tells Annie she needs to have something in the ritual that links her with Charlie. And she says, like, the chalkboard in the chalk was her her grandson's, and it, it linked with her grandson.
1: Yeah. So then. Um, oh, and she also says the whole family has to be inside the house. Yeah. Your son, like she makes sure to say, your son, and your son needs to be inside the Annie house. Annie
0: says, what language is the ritual in? And, and Joan's like, I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, everyone has to be home. And, and when you perform the ritual, yeah. that's all I know. Um, so Annie drives home and she's startled suddenly when she hears a tug click in the car as yeah. she's driving. It makes her come to a halt and she's like, oh my gosh. And then she proceeds to go home. After that, so that night Annie's unable to sleep, and she discovers um, just a ton of ants crawling around her room and in her bed. She gets out of the bed to investigate, and she follows the ants to her son's room, son's room where she's horrified to see ants all over his, her son's face and body and in his mouth and then peter wakes annie up at this point because she's looking like horrified yeah. at the bed and
1: then you're he, like oh my god it was a nightmare she yeah. just thought that he was like because like his yeah. face laying in bed looked like charlie's head when it was laying on the ground right. with all of the ants on just, it just like
0: dead yeah with ants all over it. Yeah. and, and they're
1: like oh good it was just a dream
0: yeah and peter's like mom what are you doing and she's like like looking like ah like horrified and 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 she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Is is Charlie here?" She's like, kind of out of it at that point. And Peter is like, asks Annie, he's like, "Why are you scared of me?" And Annie blurts out, "I never wanted to be your mother." Yeah. Uh, And then she covers her mouth, like she couldn't help that. Oh my god, it just came out. She's like, "Oh." (laughs) And then she says she wanted to have a miscarriage, and she tried different ways to like lose the baby. And then suddenly she's wet and he's wet and there's flames mm-hmm. all over and he's like crying and screaming, like, Mom, Mom, Mom and suddenly Annie's awake.
1: So it's a dream within a dream within a dream, a dream within a
0: dream. Um, so that's really fucked up. Anyway, so Annie then wakes Peter and she tells him, she's like, I'm so sorry for all the things that I've said. You know, I, I love you. Um, please come downstairs. I want to mm-hmm. show you something. And then she goes to wake Steve and tells him to come downstairs as well. And she wants to perform a ritual with Steve and Peter at the dinner table. The two of them, two of them are weirded out. Annie encourages them to participate and please concentrate on Charlie. Peter is like, fine, I wanna, I'll stay. You know, I'm I'm open to it because Steve was like, ah, we're not doing this, Annie. This is ridiculous. And yeah. and, sh- and Peter's like, I'll stay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I think that he did that. I'm going. I'm kind of like making this up in my in my own head. Like I think he did that because she was like, had apologized. Like, yeah, I like he's you. trying really to meet sorry. her. Yeah, where she halfway is, maybe. Yeah. Um. So he says he'll stay and and participate. Um. Sorry, hold on. I have to find my spots. Um so all three of them put their hands on a glass and she says don't put much pressure on the glass and think about Charlie and she like says the words and stuff and um the glass moves across the table. And then suddenly the flame in the candle gets really big and then goes out. Mm-hmm. And um it's it's super creepy and and Charlie or Peter gets kind of freaked out. And then suddenly Annie, her mouth gets like really big and she like looks like something's messed up with her. Mm -hmm. And then she starts talking with Charlie's inflection. She's like, I'm really scared. What's happening? Like that. Suddenly it's not Annie, it's Charlie. Right. And Peter's like, oh my God, oh my God, please stop, stop, stop (laughs) what you're doing. Oh my God. And then Steve grabs some water and throws it at Annie's face. And and then Annie's like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? And they're like... You know, you need to stop this. And and Peter's like all crying and, and freaked out. And as the viewer, we see more words that are w- written on the wallpaper throughout their house. Um, different weird words. Um, and then there's um, Peter, who's also really, really upset in his own room. And then the following day. Peter is in his classroom. He's just like he's out of time. Like he's, he's all yeah, checked it, out.
1: you kind of almost feel like maybe he should have taken a leave of absence or something from school. Just go back to school! <laughs> Quit being
0: a little bitch. Take your SATs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's in his classroom. He's looking at, and they're then you see the lights shitting across the room like we saw before with Charlie. Mm-hmm. And Peter is shaken and then he sees his reflection with a very creepy grin on his face. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? Um, so then he gets up and he he like just kind of runs out of the room at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve calls Annie and tells her that Peter's just really upset and he's scared. He feels like he's being threatened. Steve tells Annie that he has a son to protect and that Annie... And Annie is upset and she's like,
1: what the hell you know, does that mean?"
0: you know, like, she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I don't even sleep, sleepwalk anymore. So and Peter's my son, too. You know, I'm trying to protect him also. And then at this point, um, Annie loses her shit and smashes the miniature that she was working on. Steve returns home and finds Annie on the floor of her studio with her, um, a, a lot of her pieces in uh, or her her art pieces in pieces kind of mm. like smashed up. Yeah. And then he proceeds to sleep on the couch and away from Annie. He's just like...
1: Understandably. Yeah, he's
0: like, fuck this. So later Annie enters Charlie's room where she, there's a, she sees an invisible force using Charlie's sketchbook and flipping pages. Uh, Peter's asleep and when he wakes, he sees Charlie standing in the corner and then her head falls off and it's a ball, <laughs> like, a, like a basketball or something. Mm-hmm. And you see... Her, their dog standing in the hallway kind of growling and looking at an entity or something. <laughs> the dog's like, on. I want
1: a new home, please. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, and then then you see um, Charlie's sketchbook is just filled uh, with pages of Peter with his eyes all scratched out. So Annie then decides to burn the sketchbook um, and put it into the fireplace. But then her arm starts to burn as the sketchbook starts burning they're like linked together and so she's unable to burn the book um meanwhile a very messed up peter just keeps going to school for some expo- <laughs> for some reason uh annie goes to find joan to confront her slash see what the hell she brought into her house and then we see as um as annie's knocking on the door and being like hello hello joan 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 we see inside of joan's apartment which is filled with pictures of peter candles, uh, all these weird symbols, like, surrounding photos of him with his yeah. eyeballs, like, burned out and stuff. It gets all messed up. <laughs> so then you see Peter at a picnic table staring into space as Joan is across the street and is shouting out at him, like, I expel you! And she's yelling a lot of other craziness at him too, and... Other people aren't really noticing. Yeah,
1: it's like they can't happening. even hear. Yeah. And he, he, doesn't he, like, kind of look around and be like, mm-hmm. uh, is this like, just are me? are you noticing this? And nobody does. So, then
0: Annie rents home. She finds more welcome mats in her mom's stuff that looks exactly like Joan's um, welcome mats.
1: Well, it's right. Yeah, because she's, like, going back through her mom's stuff. And it's like, it, one says Annie and one says Charles. And so, it's like, oh, her mom made those. And it's almost like, was... It made me think Annie's brother's name was Charles, too, and maybe that's who Charlie was named after?
0: Probably. I didn't notice in the obituary who her brother's... What his brother's name was. Because it says... Oh, yeah? Yeah, it says her dad's name and um, her
1: brother's name. Her brother, yeah. had died. Um, But maybe if I went back to look, I would... I mean, it's the only only thing that makes sense why there would be... Because the two mats that she pulls out say Annie, and the other says Charles. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So she's going through her mom's stuff, and she finds
0: you know uh, joan in uh in the like the photo album with her mom yeah she finds incantations like going back years yeah, years and years she finds incantations in a spell to summon king paimon um she finds yeah like i said lots of like photos of joan with her and her mom and the cult and there's a photo a family photo of her own family mm-hmm. with her and steve and peter and charlie and the cult in the photo is like Doing some sort of ritual at the photo. Right. It's very, very <laughs> creepy. <laughs> creepy. Um, so Peter, meanwhile, while uh, Annie's releasing all of this, Peter's at school and le- uh, shooting across the hallway as he's walking down the hallway, and he's um, has a lot of trepidation. Steve's at work and then he receives um, photos of um, the grave site of his mother in law uh, through his email. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just dug up completely, and her body's gone. And he's just sort of just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, you seem like he's basically like, I'm done with this. Yeah,
1: I, I have enough to deal with. Like, that's, considering that's not fine. coming this is fine.
0: back to his family. Um, so then Annie's at home, and then she lowers the attic ladder, and she encounters flies and a stench. And as she uses the flashlight to look at what, it, what is in the attic, she discovers something in the corner. And realizes with horror, as she's panning the flashlight around, that it is her mother in the attic. Yeah. Her her mother's body. There's symbols written on the wall, the paimon. It also was on her necklace at the beginning opening scene, too, where she's at the funeral. And her her mother has it
1: as well. Mm -hmm. And it's also carved into the telephone pole that took Charlie's head off.
0: Right, exactly. And it's on the wall now in her attic. Um. So then at school, Peter loses complete control of his body and he appears to be having like a seizure of some kind and he violently slams his face into his desk and his nose is just completely smashed. Um, Peter then seems to like snap out of it, this control of his body, but he's like horrified and just screaming in terror. Yeah. Um, So then Annie, meanwhile, is outside of the treehouse in the rain. Uh, She's very worried and stressed and she misses the call from Peter's school. Steve gets the call and goes to pick up Peter and he brings him home and um tucks him into bed and and then at this point Steve's at his wits end and he he's like on his way home actually he's like weeping at the stoplight like yeah. what the fuck is happening to my family and you really feel bad for him because you know it's gonna just get worse right <laughs> um so upon his return home Steve tells Annie that uh, Peter has injured himself and after uh peter's like in his own room annie begs steve to look in the attic because she thinks that her mother's headless body's in the attic she's like i don't know where her head is but like i don't know how am pretty fuck... sure it's
1: mom there's no I head i don't know but... how she got up
0: there and so steve goes up there and you hear him as she's run downstairs to go find charlie's like little notebook her sketchbook you hear him go ah like
1: scream <laughs> in the attic um Wait, okay, like you probably thought that she was like hallucinating or something. Like, okay, I'll go up there go and look. see. And he was like, "Oh my god!" He's like,
0: "Holy shit!" So he finds the body, and he tells Steve that Joan, her new friend that he that she had mentioned to him, you know, she's like, "You remember how I told you I had that friend Joan, and the incantation, yada yada." I got it from her, but like, it turns out that she knew Mom for ages. Like, it's she's all here in this book in the photo album, and and um, you know, and she you know Steve is just kind of. As she's ranting about her mom and Joan, Steve is sort of like just eyeing her with suspicion. He's like, yeah.
1: mm, "Okay, like how much of this is what Annie's doing?" Is what right. he's thinking exactly. So
0: then he, at this point, he accuses Annie of digging up her mother's body. He's like, "Every time you went to the movies, like what were you doing?" Yeah, and we all know she's at this grief group, like right. ward but vomiting he's like, everywhere. <laughs> but
1: were you digging up corpses? I are don't being know, a fucking
0: lunatic. <laughs> um, so then you know, Annie is hysterical. She's saying that she brought this onto Peter and that she has to burn the book. And, but she knows it's going to catch her on fire too. She's like, I, I recited this, this ritual. I did. I brought this into my house. I'm, I somehow got this, brought this on Peter and I feel horrible. Like I need to make it right. Right. And, um, but we need to burn this book. I found all this stuff like sketched in it. That's like horrifying sketches of Peter and like being hurt. And I just need to get rid of this. And I know I'm going to die, Um, but you need to do this for me. So Steve walks into the fireplace and Annie's begging him to burn the book and throw it into the fire. She's like, I can't do it to myself. She's like, you're the love of my life. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like she just seems like, She's like, I fucked
1: up really bad, and yeah. I'm really sorry. But she, I mean, she's like lucid. She's not like hysterical. I mean, she's hysterical, but yeah, uh, it's it's not like she's crazy. Like, right. She seems in, in in possession of her wits.
0: I think she realizes everything that's happening, and yeah, then she's yeah. like, "Oh my god!" And and she's she's like, "The only way I can save my child uh, is by doing this." Yeah. So um, so she covers the book and paint thinner. She's like you're the love of my life. And she un- essentially knows that he's ending her life at this point. If he throws this into the fire and then Steve is like about to, but then he's like, you know, Annie, you're sick. I need to call the police. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, not we okay. Ha- we have a body in our attic. Yeah, What the fuck's <laughs> going on? And then, so she's like, you know what? I, you know, she she runs over to grab the book and throw it into the fire. And then it sets Steve on fire and yeah. not her. Yeah. And she's just, like horrified and she's like looking on, and you see her whole face just change from horrified to like not yeah suddenly, like
1: catatonic,
0: yeah, she just seems like she's fine with it suddenly, yeah, and you're like, oh shit, what the fuck's happening <laughs> so then um. Yeah, she seems possessed. So then later that evening, Peter Peter wakes up. His nose is sore. He sits up in bed and he calls out for his parent. He's like, "Mom, Dad." No one answers. And in the shadow, the viewer can see as Peter's kind of looking around. His mother, Annie, in
1: the ceiling, on the ceiling, kind of like waiting, spider, like just perched, like (gasps) gravity-defying Spider-Man style, in the ceiling, in the ceiling. Yeah, it's insane. And she's just like waiting for him. And so.
0: He kind of looks up out out of the window and sees the the treehouse is like kind of lit up. And at this point, his m- mother just silently glides out of the room, yeah. like floats out. Yeah, She's not walking. It's insane. She's like flying out of there. Yeah. Like how, like how I dream I fly into my dreams where I'm like <laughs> just like floating around.
1: Is that what you're dreaming about while you're sleepwalking? When I'm on the
0: ceiling, like, oh, that's weird. Um. So then he Peter gets up to investigate. He walks around um, down the dark hallway. He hears some noises as he's searching. He goes downstairs, and there's a piano that's knocked over, and the house is in complete darkness. Peter scans the room and finds the body of his father, and his mother is watching from the ceiling once again. As he's like looking at, just it, horrified as he realizes his, his father has died. Um, and then he looks over and sees a naked man who's just smiling, having mm-hmm. a great old time. a hey, guy. Inexplicably I heard we're as... supposed to bring our dicks to this party. <laughs> Is this the dick party? So he he's there, and he's like, what the hell? And then suddenly his mother lands and pursues him, and he runs to the attic. He's like, ah, like as his mother just hauls ass after him. And he brings up the ladder, and he's up in the attic. And you hear like vicious pounding, and his mother Annie is just like on the ceiling, slamming her head, defying gravity, and it's yeah. like bam, 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 like insane of her, like and like a, yeah, an
1: inhuman speed that she's doing it at, yeah, like a woodpecker speed, yeah, it's insane. just slamming her head into the thing, but like upside down, yeah, absolute, on the yeah. ceiling, yeah. It's of, very upsetting. It's insane. We're
0: like, this hurts my stomach thinking yeah. about this. So Peter is at the ceiling in, or in the attic. He's like, I can't let you in, Mom. Ah! Like, he, he's like, what the fuck? I don't feel like I need to say this, but you have to stay out there. I know. So Peter stops to look around the attic. He discovers lit candles throughout the attic. There's flies. Um... And then, but the body is gone where his grandmother was. So he didn't see that part. But then there's a photograph of himself where his grandmother was, and the eyes are missing from the photo of him. And he's like, what the fuck? And then at this point, Peter's like, wake up, wake up. And he like slams his, you know, his cheek with his hands, trying to wake himself up of this like waking nightmare. Um, And then there's a strange noise. And, um, you know, then he looks up and he sees his mom floating in the air with like a piano wire, and she's like sawing her head off
1: and it's insane. And, um... Because like at first it's like you don't know what she's doing and because she's not like actively sawing and so you hear like a little bit of a noise and then you see and then she does just like one more sawing motion so you're like, oh, that's what the noise is and then she starts really going to town at it. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Like that.
0: And he looks over and sees more nude people in the attic smiling at him. He's like, ah! And then he jumps out of the uh, attic, out of the window into the flower bed, and um, it's everything's quiet except for the sound of Annie like sawing her head off. It's you know it's like thump, and you hear like her head hit the ground, which is insane. Um, So then Peter, like I said, he's in the ground in the dirt with in the flower bed, and you see the light that you saw on when Charlie saw a light, and you see the light that he saw and it kind of floats onto him and he gets up and um he stands up and looks around and he does the weird tongue click like Charlie did. Yeah. So then um there are more nude cultists observing him as he's walking towards the treehouse. You see Annie's body floating up towards yeah, the treehouse, levitating away. Levitating away and then he goes and enters the treehouse himself or should I say Charlie mm-hmm. in Peter's body. And, um, and in, so inside everyone is there nude, including, I don't think Joan is nude. Um, no. but everyone. And,
1: and dad wouldn't
0: allow that in her contract. I bet not. Right. <laughs> so, but everyone else is there nude. She's there. She seemed to be like one of the main people who yeah, orchestrated this. Yeah. And, um, there's a statue with Charlie, um, her head on top with a crown and, um, there you see Annie's body is bent over with um, no head. With no head, like in worship <laughs> yeah. of Aunt, of Charlie's like weird slapdash like, <laughs> statue thing, along with her grandmother, um, as well. So then Joan proceeds to take the crown off of Charlie's head and places it on top of Peter slash Charlie. Mm-hmm. And Joan tells Charlie, Well now Paymon is one he, he's one of the kings of hell, and we we managed to correct her first female body and now you have the male host mm-hmm. and um, then all of the worshipers say hail paymon
1: and that's the end <laughs> oh, they're like
0: oh hail
1: paymon and it was just like a cl- not a, it's like a close up on peter's face while you're hearing them all chanting that and like the expression on his face and everything in that moment and then to just cut and like that's the end that's the end you're yeah. just sitting there like what did I just watch? What just happened? uh, Not because it's confusing, but it's just, it was so overwhelming and intense and like.
0: Yeah, it's insane. And I remember we saw this in the theater, I think, all of us. And we all were like, oh my God. I remember. But okay, we can talk about it in a moment. So Katie, did you think this movie was scary? I thought this
1: movie was was scary. Um, like you said, when we saw it in the theater the first time, and I'm so glad that the first time I saw this was in the theater because oh, yeah. it has so much potential. Um, it's so dramatic. It's so shocking. It's so intense. It's so visual mm-hmm. um that to have seen it in the theater, I think was made it so much better. Yeah, um I think that there are like elements that um, the, the scariest parts like the when Annie's up in the corner of the ceiling. Like, I love that part. I think that that part's so scary. Um, the sawing of her head, like, there's a lot of elements, like, in the end sequence, like you said, like the last 20 minutes of, of the movie um, that the is just piling. Yeah, and ramping everything. up and up yeah. and up. Um, but, like, one of the first moments, and it's one that I super love, is um, when she sees her mom after her mom has died mm-hmm. and she's um, in the room. And I don't know. It's her art studio, right? the that room, mm-hmm. because that's why yeah. the diorama's in there. Yeah. And so she turns the light off and she looks in the corner and then and you're seeing her mom's figure in the shadows. yeah, and I think that that's something that I mean, you use that a lot in scary movies. It's very subtle. um but it's like it's very effective mm-hmm. because you're like, wait, it's it's like, um. I don't know. Another example that comes to mind is Bye Bye Man, like that thing where you're in a dark room and you're like, oh, is that a coat hanging on the wall or is that a person standing in the corner? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so but in this, it's very clearly her mom. Mm -hmm. And then she flips on the light and her mom's gone. Um, but then, but it, like, the tension remains, like, you're, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're waiting for something else startling to happen. You're waiting for, like, what would be a very formulaic point to use a jump scare. Mm -hmm. And they don't. And I think that that makes it so much better. Well, they don't show with
0: that, but they show you the weird diorama of her mom trying to breastfeed her baby.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying that like like, you're um, already like, ugh. and then you're like, the Ten seconds or so (laughs) after she flips on the light and the mom disappears Mm -hmm. in 90% Ninety percent of other horror movies, because then and then you're looking at her in profile, and you see her face slowly turn, and so that's the moment that you expect her mom to reappear somewhere else or something else startling to happen. Like sure. yeah. that's that's what we're um, conditioned to expect from all right. of these scary movies that we've seen, and the fact that they don't do that, it means that like you don't. It's like the the pressure release didn't happen. And so that tension stays there and carries forward. And I think that that's what makes the end as scary as it does is because of all of the kind of while they're setting up the story and they're telling the story and letting out the rope of um, the information and the backstory and what's actually happening. There's enough of those scenes where they they build the tension and then they don't fully release it Mm -hmm. Um, so that then in the end sequence, when things pick up speed. Um, it's just so much more effective.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just saying that we're already are all tense because of that part. Mm -hmm. And then you see the weirdness and you're like, yeah, that's so unsettling. And then it just, like you said, it builds and builds. And then Annie comments, she's like, she goes back to bed after that moment.
1: She's like, "It just freaked myself out. I
0: just, I just scared myself.
1: It's fine. Yeah. And you're like,
0: oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So, like, and I think that in addition to being scary, it's also um, really beautiful. Like the oh, yeah. the way that it's the shot, cinematography um, is insane. One of the things that um, he does a lot is the um, slow lateral pan, mm-hmm. um, either across a room or from um, one room to another space, and um, it's linked multiple times to the dioramas like the pan across the, and so it's almost like um even when we're seeing actual scenes with living people participating in it you still kind of feel like you're looking at one of these stages these dioramas that she's created a fiction of some kind right yeah um because the one that comes to mind is when um you were talking about Um, when she after Charlie dies and Annie's like on the floor like screaming and saying she doesn't want to live and everything and so they're in um, their bedroom and Stephen is trying to calm her and so the camera is like looking through the doorway into that bedroom Mm -hmm. but then it does the slow pan away from that and then out of the bedroom into the hall and then gradually reveals Peter standing there like motionless in silence just listening to his mom Um, And so and then there's other times where just just within the room, like the the camera angle and position and then that moving across the space. um, He does that a lot and it gives it I don't know, it's just like a very distinct artistic choice Mm -hmm. um, that I I think that it really made the whole thing like more effective.
0: Yeah. And you're sitting there waiting to see something horrible or, you know, like you're like, what's going to be behind this? Or what's going to yeah. be over here in the what's corner? What's going to be revealed? Or, or like what? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Or a little something. Or something like, that's
1: weird. Or the worst possible thing <laughs> someone sawing their own head off I with a yeah. wire.
0: Yeah. And the set of like that remote house, which is beautiful. And, yeah. And, and and the tree. All house, the trees and, and everything. You're like, oh my gosh, this is this is so crazy. And and Charlie is so such a strange kid, but like <sighs> so creative. And and you're like you know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I loved the distinctive, like, tongue click knowing that that was creeping people out randomly mm-hmm. they'd hear it and be, like, all unsettled. Or as a viewer, were are unsettled, yeah. too. Yeah, um, for sure. That was so creative. I loved it. Did you think but, it was scary? Um, yeah, yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> um, well, I remember when we saw it in the theater and when we all collectively noticed Annie in the uh, in that scene where Peter wakes up and like mom dad mm-hmm. mom dad, and he we all sort of like oh uh, oh fuck and, like we all noticed her in the on the ceiling mm-hmm. like floating and she's like yeah had like a weird she's like lying in wait.
1: yeah like, and in weird, that and like, she's <laughs> out of focus too yeah. And it's a dark room, so mm-hmm. it's, like, that same out where it, you know, like, oh, God, what's going to happen? Do you think, like, you, she's going to leap down or she's going to jump on him or something? Yeah. Like, that would be the, the predictable thing to happen, and that's not what happens.
0: At all. She just floats out. Yeah. She, like, swims out, in a way. <laughs> she, like, swam out in this, like, weird anti-gravity situation. <laughs> but, um... I love it, and I love all the Easter eggs throughout the movie, Mm -hmm. and and I watched it, I think I've watched it four times total now at this point, because it's not a fun watch, really, it's horrifying. But yeah, I've gone
1: back to it, I think, four or five times, too.
0: Because you, there's all these things you didn't notice, or or little Easter eggs, or things that, like, signs that Joan isn't who she says she was, Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, how many people in this cult were... you know like this was orchestrated from the beginning yeah like this family had no control over what happened to them because Mm -hmm. they were you know in control and orchestrating things around them from from the start like they didn't have a chance yeah well
1: and it it sounds like this was even something that annie's mom was attempting to execute with annie's brother absolutely because he, he said you were trying to put people inside me so she literally (laughs) was she was literally trying to put someone inside him and it failed he killed himself right and so and and then you get the things like the when annie first goes to comfort charlie um after the funeral and charlie says um when she's like you know you were grandma's favorite and charlie says she wished i was a boy Yeah. And so then going back, you're like, oh yeah, she did wish you were like because they got the the demon into Charlie, but it wasn't a male form. And in the book it said that the demon preferred it's a male demon, so he prefers a male form. Yeah. And so the fact that Charlie was like the first time you hear her say that, you're like, Oh, she wishes I had what okay, that doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah, grandma's just kooky.
1: Yeah. Um but then but then when you realize like, oh, she actually did she needed? <laughs> she did you, wanted to you be. to be a boy and so now we've got to take your essence and your spirit we have to execute you yeah. so that we can transfer you into the male form of your brother and it's yeah. really
0: fucked up so you think like i said orchestrated from the beginning yeah like when they go into that party <coughs> excuse me sorry um and for some reason, it's, like, a house party, and they're making, like, artisanal chocolate cake. Right,
1: yeah. And oh, ooey-gooey chocolate. With, totally with, like, something teenagers do. Yeah,
0: with, like, a ridiculous amount of nuts. And the way she's chopping, it seems like she's possessed in a way. Where yeah. it's like, chop, 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 chop. And you're like... <laughs> That's weird, right? Yeah. Like I never went to a house party when I was in high school where they're like but chopping up. If nuts there was like food,
1: that. it was chips and that's right. it.
0: So I'm like, that's weird. Like mm-hmm. that seems intentional. Yeah. It seems like it was there to be unsettling and, and very strange. And it could have been like a possessive a possessing thing or yeah. or they were part of a cult. Or you know, you never know, yeah, because it was everyone,
1: you know, yeah. Because then Charlie's death, like you, you see how it was planned. Because like when you do recognize that the um, the symbol of the cult was carved into the pole that took her head off, Mm -hmm. but then also that there was a deer placed in the road right by the like it was the only, you know, like that's the road they had to go. They knew they have to go. He's going to swerve around this, and it's going to be like you know. Mm Uh, uh. It all,
0: it's so intentional. It was just like so insidious. And you're mm-hmm. just, you know, like they didn't have a chance. And um, and it, at the very beginning, Annie comments like all these strange faces. She's like, who are you? Who, who are you yeah. people? Like she doesn't know who any of them are. Um, they're like creepily smiling at Charlie in a
1: weird smiley way. Yeah. Like, and then like when they're like, visiting the casket, like one yeah. of them, she's like touching the, the dead woman's lips with yeah. her finger. I'm like, no, you don't do that. Yeah. Like you, you keep your hands to yourself. And I'm like, this is weird. put your hands cold, in your pockets, cold, lady. Stuff. So it made me think
0: of, um, paranormal activity mm-hmm. a little bit with like the need for a son. Yeah. And that, like, sacrifice and cult The possessing stuff. of it, yeah. And uh, Rosemary's Baby, like, occult, all this stuff is happening around you, and you're like, this is weird. And everyone's like, well, what, what are you talking about? You know, this is fine. And there's something very nefarious and, and bad happening, yeah. and, and there's nothing she could have done to, like, prevent it.
1: Yeah. This I actually is happening. Um, one of the trivia things that I saw um, said that Rosemary's Baby was one of his inspirations that makes um, sense. Yeah, sure. so Ari Ari Aster, um, the writer and director and I don't I think he was probably one of the producers of this as well as his like debut feature film. Yeah. Um yeah. and so well received, so critically like recognized as being this like significant achievement. Like everybody mm-hmm. was super super impressed. Oh yeah, um, when yeah. this came that out. Fantastic. Um, but I like that um this quote from him saying that um he wanted to go for scares that were he called it emotionally justified. Uh, rather than solely leaning on traditional horror, quote, jump scares. And so that is that you, in order to succeed at that, you need the kind of performances they had in this movie. Mm-hmm. You need Because Tony Collette to, is Collette. staggering. She's incredible. Gabriel Byrne is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the actor who plays Peter, I can't remember his name, but I loved him in Jumanji. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he is really talented as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because without the connection... Um, with those characters without the um, empathy that you feel for them, but also at different points like anger or disgust or frustration, like you you have a real emotional a connection with the characters. And so you need that if if you your goal is like his is for um, the scares to be based in those emotions mm-hmm. rather than just startling you.
0: Yeah, yeah. You I know. don't mean I, I don't I don't know if I felt any. Really startled. Not that I feel startled scares anyway, but I don't feel like they had much yeah, of that. Yeah, I feel in the like movie. there
1: was one, and when it happened, I was like, ah. But uh, now I, I can't like think about it was what it was. The bird
0: when the bird hit the window. Maybe or that was it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay. But also, I wanted to like mention there's the common theme of like decapitation right. throughout this movie, where you're like, Charlie's chopping the head off of the, the bird. bird. Charlie's <laughs> yeah. getting her head knocked off, like. Then her mother has her head knocked off. Then Annie cuts her, her own, own head off, head and we're
1: like, "What the fuck's happening?" Can people just please keep their heads on.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. So, I mean, I love this movie. It's not something where I'm like, I'm going to watch it all the time every year because it's so grotesque. Yeah, <laughs> but um, just amazing. And Tony Collette is fantastic and yeah. I mean I love Gabriel Byrne too I always love him yeah
1: so that was another um, piece of trivia that um, before she took this uh, Tony Collette had like I guess told her agent or something that she didn't want to do anything like deep and heavy like she you know was like looking for something light I don't know what um, project she was doing immediately before this but um, this script it, well, once she saw the script she was like oh, okay never mind I'm gonna do this <laughs> I have to do this <laughs>
0: Well, I'm glad. I mean, I heard that also she attached herself to the project before anyone, mm-hmm. really. So that, in essence, like made it happen.
1: Yeah, that, um, and that helps the population mm-hmm. of other, you know, high-quality performers. Mm-hmm. If you've already got somebody of her caliber and her reputation with her body of work um, yeah. in this lead role. She's
0: like, so good. Yeah. I love her in basically anything. Yeah, Like, from Muriel's wedding in the 90s yeah. up until... I mean, Six sense. Oh my gosh, she's so good. Yeah, she's, Little Miss
1: Sunshine.
0: I love Little Miss Sunshine. It's just, I'll watch her anything, really. Yeah. Especially this scary stuff, I'll watch her.
1: Yeah, because she does. Um, she and especially in in this one, like her reactions are so genuine. Mm-hmm. They don't like when she's like the part, just the part where she's screaming over Charlie's death. Yeah, like that could seem exaggerated. Or false, um, mm-hmm. because most of us, you know, are never, thank God, going to experience um, what you physically are inspired to do when you're faced with that level of horror, mm-hmm. and your your brain will not will not cope with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, there's a whole slew of human reactions that could occur in that case, but obviously one of them is to just lose that, that physical control and and just like the screaming that she does, like when she first finds the body in the car and we're not seeing her at all, Mm -hmm. we only see Peter listening to her, but then seeing her in her bed, like being doubled over on the floor and, and just like wailing and keening and screaming. And it's like, it could see if it was a lesser actress, it could seem like too much, like she's overdoing yeah. it, but it just seemed like exactly like what I think I would do if I were her.
0: Oh yeah, in that moment, she just seemed so genuine. Yeah, <laughs> and and that makes it all the more horrifying, especially if you're a parent and you're like, oh my yeah. god, like what if I had to deal with that that grief? Not to mention her father taking her own his own life, mm-hmm. her brother taking his own life, yeah. and then. That horrible relationship with her mother—it's just like it's just like piling, piling, piling—and then yeah. that immense loss of her daughter—it just like you just yeah. felt for her so much, and then to see like there's nothing she could have done to prevent what was happening, like yeah. the cult. She was a pawn. Yeah, she was a pawn. The cult was fucking with them from the very beginning, and um, just you know, you don't like you. I just assumed they're in the house and they're. Doing this shit. To oh them. yeah, it
1: could be. It could well, be. like, How
0: could her mom have ended up in the? Attic, That's true. Like, well,
1: yeah, that definitely you know? required them them being there. And then because at that point, because that all occurs on the same like day and night, you know, like we see one of the naked men in the house. Like we know mm-hmm. that they're in there at yeah. that time. Um, obviously, the mom's body had been placed there a while earlier. Um, but yeah, and then and then looking back, when you think about oh that, that lady that was across the street waving at Charlie when she mm-hmm. cut the head off the bird and was like so happy to see her, like yeah. all of these people they all knew what was going on, what was in the works. They were all part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and her bed was moved in her mom's room, and mm-hmm. there's this weird triangle on thing the floor. on the ground, and.
0: Somebody's grabbing Peter's head like in a violent way, and then where he's like suspicious of his mother, and Annie's like, I was just waking you up. You, I came in here, you're you screaming, screaming, and then yeah. someone's no one's there.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: it, it was all like there to like sow suspicion of each other mm-hmm. and just come like you know, be uncomfortable and yeah. all this other stuff. And too. maybe you know, like
1: assuming if we were you know operating like this is actually real, um. It's possible that to have, um, like, a possession process like this actually be effective, like, you need to make the subjects vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you know, by um, making them fearful, making them, um, like, doubt themselves or doubt each other, doubt their surroundings. Distrustful of
0: each other. Yeah. So that it's
1: easier to place the demon inside them. Yeah. Could be. Do you think Charlie (laughs) was possessed in the first place? Um that I I don't know. I think that it, you could kind of see that being the case because she was so strange. Mm-hmm. Like um she, she's definitely
0: an outcast.
1: Yeah, and she she was very quiet. She didn't speak at all. Um, when she did speak, she was uh, tended to be kind of morose. Like you never, you never saw her smile. You never saw her happy. Mm -hmm. Um, she had, um, like these kind of strange behaviors, you know, she drew her strange drawings. She made her little toys. Like that's what she was doing in class instead of taking her quiz. When the teacher spoke to her, she kind of like, you know, didn't make eye contact with the teacher and kind of like froze up a little bit that she's being spoken to. And so I could see like her actually like having always had, an element of this uh, possession inside her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, maybe Especially since her gra- her grandma was, like, so involved. From day one. From day one, yeah. yeah. From when she was a baby. And so that, that would kind of explain why she was not a quote-unquote normal kid.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of children that I deal with in my own profession that have, like, they're on a spectrum and have all these... Things that they, you know, live with. And, um, and they're all they're all so full she, of demons. They're all full of demons. Every last one no, of them. No, I was going to say, I don't think that they chop off bird heads. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big red flag. I'm saying that's a big tell that she's just like, oh, I'm just going to use this for my art and yeah.
1: really chop the bird head off. But it was emotionless. Yeah. Like she is 100% emotionless through the entire. I mean, except for the conversation she has with Annie about um, her her being because, but again, that that, that it supports that she is um, already has Paymon or whatever inside of her because she when she says to her mom, "Who's going to take care of me? Because grandma's gone." Yeah, and so she recognized on some level that her grandmother was the one caring for her in that essence, in that essence of, like, her being something other than just a normal girl. Because mm-hmm. obviously the normal girl element, your mom is, your mom and your dad are caring for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. she was fearful that the grandma was gone because she recognized that there was some element of her that was being cared for by the grandmother.
0: Right, right. And then you, well, then Annie was talking as Charlie, remember when she was possessed? Yeah. So, and you're like, because she, she was just hopping was, around all yeah. over the place at that point ever like, ever since she, her head came off was she
1: just a girl
0: at the point was she the
1: demon was she like Who, what's happening i'm scared like it's oh she's very vulnerable yeah like maybe charlie like was kind of always inside the girl mm-hmm. with the demon a little bit and maybe. so yeah i don't know it, it just
0: all i can say is this movie really made me think a lot yeah. and being like oh my gosh like yeah. maybe i'm thinking more than even the writer <laughs> I don't know.
1: It seemed like he was—he thought uh, thought quite a bit about it. Um, right, yeah, but that I think that that's why the even though you said like it's not a fun watch, you still do want to go back and rewatch it because yeah. there's so many lingering questions, there's so much complexity, um, so many things to like kind of think about and question and um, speculate about. Yeah, such um, good. S- such good storytelling, yeah. for sure. And that actually can um, segue well into my parent comments on this because, so I've said on some previous episode, or maybe actually maybe I haven't mentioned on an episode, but you know that I started to show this to Grace <sighs> um, one time, and this was a few years ago. Mistakes were made. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad choices. Uh, not the first and not the last bad choice I've made. Um, she was maybe 10 or 11, I think, because it's been a while um we were at our vacation house in arnold and it was just the two of us there at that point and it was nighttime and so it was like cabin in the woods type scenario and Uh, It was dark and we're watching it and she had already seen, obviously, if I was putting that on for her, she had already seen some pretty scary stuff Mm -hmm. that I thought that she could um, handle that. And also that was at a point where, you know, we had an understanding that she would just ask to stop a movie if for whatever reason she didn't want to keep going. Mm -hmm. And um, with Hereditary, she did. She asked to stop. Um, She, I think she made it through Charlie losing her head. Um, but nowhere near any of the crazy stuff at the end. And so I was like, you know, okay, you know, that's fine. And, um, you know, on reflection later on and then talking to you and Lorena about it, you guys were like, what the fuck are you thinking? I was like, oh, you, maybe it's a good thing she didn't want to finish it. She saved me from my own bad decision. Um, (laughs) but I think at different points, I asked her if she wanted to finish it, um, in the years since, um, and she didn't, um, and then when I knew we were going to do it for this episode, I checked back in with her again, like, I know you, we never finished it, um, but I didn't know, like, did you, it was, was it because you thought it was too scary or did you not like it or what did you think? And what she told me, and this was just a couple of days ago, so now she's 13 and a half, she was like, it was just like kind of, it was depressing. Mm-hmm. Like everything that was like, she's looking at this, um, what she saw was the exposition of this family with all of these like tragic mental health struggles and deaths and losses. And um, it was just, I think it was just bumming her really out, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. so that's why she didn't want to continue. And I was like, Oh, okay. Fair enough. And then I told her, you know, just a couple of days ago, I was like, you know, I realized at the time that it was a good thing. You didn't want to finish it because it probably would have been way too scary. Like that, the stuff that happened later would have been too scary for you at that time. Um, And so then I had put it on at some point this weekend, maybe it was like Friday night and um, but didn't really pay super close attention to it. And then the next morning she goes, oh, I watched Hereditary. I was like, oh, wait, what? Like you didn't you (laughs) didn't. I asked if you wanted to watch it with me and you didn't. Then you went and watched it. What the hell? And um she was like, yeah, what was wrong with that mom, man? She was like messed up. Um, and so she ended up, she did watch the whole thing. Um, she didn't really, it didn't land as scary with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't really tell if um, she liked it or not, but she did end up watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But she was a little like I had to kind of like walk her through how the self decapitation was working with the piano wire. She was like, I mean, what was she even doing? Like, how did that like how I was like, well, no, it's like if you like if you put it on the back of your neck and you were sawing forward and she was like. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's like the position of well, Tony Collette's like hands because it's like tied around her neck, and she's just yeah. Doing that. But like, her hands du, du, are like du, 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 kind du, du, of forward, du, du, du. like yeah. kind of a he- in front of her shoulders, yeah. And so something about like that whole scene, um, she said that uh, she didn't like really get how that was working, but after I explained it to her, she understood. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, and she did also acknowledge that when she had it on, she was in her room. Um, I don't know if it was on her iPad or what. Um, and she was like, I was kind of cleaning my room at the same time. So maybe that's why it like wasn't as scary. I was like, yeah, probably. Because it's really scary. It's horrifying. <laughs>
0: Although Victor didn't think he was that scary either.
1: Yeah, because he said we hyped it up too much. <clears throat> I don't know.
0: I'm like, well... I just think when movies shock me, where I'm like, oh, I was not expecting that. I think it's always really great because it's hard to shock me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and with the sheer number of scary movies that you and I have seen, Mm -hmm. um, it's so so exciting and enjoyable when we see something we've never seen before. Definitely. Because it doesn't happen often. Yeah. Yeah. And this was so, so different, so creative. Definitely not an old formula, I no. don't think. No. I mean,
0: some little bits, like you mentioned, Rosemary's Baby was mm-hmm. a big, um, you know, inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then I said par- paranormal activity with the uh, the, like, familial, like, inherited mm-hmm. curse or whatever. But this really surprised me, for sure, and... Yeah. I remember just being like, my mouth was open, like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, where the did theater. this idea
1: come from? Yeah. From, for this man. And
0: I love that. I love when storytelling does that to mm. me, where I'm just sort of like,
1: everyone has to see this. This yeah. is so weird. Because it was like, it's hard for something to be as chaotic and multifaceted and kind of confusing as this, but to still make sense in the end. Yeah. Like to yeah. come together. There were so many little threads and weird elements and clues and hints and unexplained things. But in the end, it made sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that um, just good good storytelling. And then he came out with Midsummer, and then I was sad. We're not going to go there. (laughs) We'll see what he does next. I don't know what he's doing
1: next. Yeah, I don't know. I'll watch it. I'll be there. I'll give him another (laughs) shot. They po- I always
0: will. I'll see.
1: I mean, I watched Midsummer again. Me too. I think I watched it twice, and I liked it better the second time, to yes. be honest. Well, yeah, because then your expectations were calibrated.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I will say that his, his films are always
1: visually very captivating. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. captivating. And so. Midsummer was as inventive and unusual and unexpected... Uh, definitely. ...as hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Not know. for me. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me. Too many flowers. So what were we going to
0: say? I think you are going to mention something about
1: the what you oh. don't see, or now you're going to skip it. Yeah, because we're already at um, hour 35. Okay. I can do that on a different... Okay. And well, Victor can edit this part out. Edit this out. Victor? We don't want to hear this.
0: 1.35. Um, okay, so for next
1: time, we are going to... I mean, don't hold us to this because the universe has gone to great lengths to try and keep us from posting this episode.
0: Yeah, so it's rough, the quality of it, and um, but we are going to release it. It just got kind of messed up, and we all we will release "Drag Me to Hell" so. at long last. At long last, I mean. Listeners, you don't have to listen to it if it's just really hard to listen to.
1: But Yeah, if you know, you're particularly qu- <laughs> sensitive to poor audio quality, then this isn't this is gonna be an episode that you skip probably. Yeah. yeah. But so, if you love the movie or just <laughs> Sam Raimi Yeah.
0: So we fully acknowledge it's it's messed up. We apologize and I don't know. Hopefully you know, at least watch the movie if you haven't. Oh so. yeah. I know, but you've probably watched it many times waiting for this episode to come out. Yeah, because
1: we've we've plugged this three times so far or just yeah, two i don't know i don't know how many more times it feels times like it's been going it's been like six months hasn't it since longer. we recorded it i thought we recorded it last summer i don't remember. i think it's longer oh i can't remember it's been in the vault it's been in the
0: vault for a long time so we're gonna release it and uh maybe check it out but
1: i won't hold it against give it a two. shot and you know turn it off if it's not working for you
0: Um, anyway, this was fun, a fun chat. It's good to be back, even though I'm pretty tired, COVID brain.
1: Yeah. And, well, you know, if, if we're a little rusty, that's okay. We're just shaking the cobwebs off.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Um, so we will see
1: you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.